Oh, my lord, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, yes, I would. <laughs> I would suck his dick. <sighs> so what are you ladies discussing? Um... <clears throat> Books? Welcome to the Nerd Blitz Book Club! Pull up a seat and pull down your pants. Listen to us read and go on rants. Hey gang, thanks for joining us this week for the Nerd Blitz Book Club. I'm Doom. And I'm Fitz. And we're back with episode 11 of the Nerd Blitz Book Club. Yeah. Um, and we're still reading Star Wars Dark Disciple by Christy Golden. And holy shit, a lot happens this time. Yeah, lots of shit happens this time. Shit you don't expect. We get a taste of the familiar. Mm -hmm. You'll understand what I'm talking about when we get to it. A lot of shit happening. We visit a lot of different people, and it's all over the fucking joint. Yeah, so let's get into it. Yeah, no shit. We last left off with um, Quinlan Voss being captured by Dooku. After their epic failure of attempting to assassinate him. So, Asajj is on the run, and Voss has been taken prisoner. He's uh, captured and tortured. Ventress is on the run, as you said, and she's made a promise to go back and save him. So... As we start chapter 22, Voss has been strung up in a cell, and they've been torturing the fuck out of him. Yeah, and he doesn't even know how, he at this point he doesn't even know how long he's been imprisoned, and the torture's really yeah. starting to fuck him up mentally. They're not feeding him all that well? No. Every time he starts to fall asleep, there's a torture droid there that starts screwing with him and wakes him up so he can't get any good sleep. It's purposely waiting until he's in REM sleep and then waking him up, so it's even worse. Yeah. And it says here that he's no stranger to torture, but this is a whole new level. Yeah, because usually when people are torturing you, they're trying to get something out of you, or they have some kind of motive for doing it, and Dooku has none other than this is just fun for him. Yeah, and I mean, that right there, that's my first note. Dooku fucking relishes this torture. Mm-hmm. Again, I wonder if it's part of his training by Sidious because as I've said before Sidious loves to fucking get a Jedi and turn him. Yeah. And he just loves fucking with Jedi in general. Yeah, not even just to turn him, just to torture them and wave, mock them. Yeah, wave his dick in their face and be like haha, my monkey dick's better. I don't know if he ever says that exactly, but <laughs> Anyway, anywho. I think, I think he's probably got like a raisin dick, but <laughs> Oh god. Moving on. You don't need to go into a dissertation about the either that or like dead. electricity, like fries your extremities. Well, this is pre-electrocution. 
Oh, yeah, that's true, isn't it? Hmm. Yes. That's true. So for all you know, he could be hung like a woolly mammoth. Maybe. Then when he ate his own force lightning, it just all burned off. <laughs> Why do you think he has that long cloak? It trails after him. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> See, I tried to move on, but you kept fucking talking about it. Yeah, I should have let it's it go, your, huh? You just took it to It's your own the... goddamn fault. Yep. So do you want to continue on this path or you want to get back on course? No, let's get back on course. Okay, then. <laughs> Duke, who's just torturing Voss for fun. Voss isn't saying shit. And that's most of this chapter here. Yeah, Duke comes in, and this... and this is where he starts to, like, pry into, like, what what did you two think you were going to accomplish? Yeah. Why did you team up with her in the first place? He starts to kind of figure out, like, wow, like, how fucked up are the Jedi right now that you know, this is their best plan. <laughs> yeah. And he even says, has the order become so weak in my absence? Oh, so um, he even brings it back to him. He's like, oh, yeah, they're so weak now that I'm not there. Yeah, I mean, sort of. I don't know if he means it like they only held it together because I was there or damn, you guys have really fallen since I've left. But yeah, he he does turn it back to himself. Right. And then he quickly turns it to, again, really like trying to drive a wedge between him and Asajj. He starts kind of bad-mouthing her a little or trying to point out or explain to Foss like some of the things that maybe he doesn't want to see. Yeah. Like she has no sense of charity. She wouldn't She would be helping you if she didn't have something to get out of it. Yeah, and Voss tells him, well, she sure hates you. Yeah, and Dooku counters that with she will, she'd never work with anybody she couldn't control. And that sends a gut punch to... Boss. Yeah, and that's the first the first time he's really kind of th- has to think about it like, oh shit, is she fucking with me? Mm-hmm. And it brings back what Obi-Wan told him, and I, re- I re- do you remember when we read that, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan telling him, have caution? I think we we talked about that and hit that a couple times after we read that, mm-hmm. and he even brings it back up. Have caution, Quinlan. Kenobi warned him. Mm-hmm. Ventress is nothing if not manipulative. She won't hesitate to use your trust against you the instant it serves her own selfish purposes. And Boss, trying to cover up what's going through his head, says, maybe you don't know her like I do. And that leads Dooku to say what? He says, no, probably, maybe I don't, but I, I see that you do quite intimately, in fact. Dooku tells him he senses much fear in him. Voss tells him, I'm not afraid of you. And Dooku tells him, I don't think you are, but you are afraid. Tells him his thoughts betrays him. Thoughts betray him. He again realizes that Ventress has been training him, and that explains a lot. It's a lot of verbal jousting here. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good section of Dooku fucking with Voss, fucking with his head. And, yeah. you know, you, you get to see the, the, the torture is starting to take a toll on him and it's starting to break him down to where he's starting to not really, he's not believing any of this shit yet, but it's it's starting to cause him to doubt things and to second guess and, and really go back and think about what's been going on. Yeah, with Ventress. Yeah. What I speculated about last episode of him trying to turn Voss, it looks like it's happening here because after a little bit more of their verbal jousting, Dooku tells him, don't worry, my apprentice, the lessons that Ventress began, I shall now complete. And the tortured droid again goes after Voss with a shit ton of electricity and Dooku pimps away. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it looks like he really is trying to set him up to... Yeah, to be turn his, him to be his, yeah, his new apprentice. Yeah. 
And that then leads us back to the um, back to Coruscant in the Jedi Temple, where this that moron that uh, broke in on Voss at the beginning yeah, his and friend. busted up that undercover. Yeah, what is it, Deshu? Yeah, it's Akar Deshu. Yeah, him and Obi Wan step into the council chamber, and apparently Desh is trying to figure out what the fuck's going on with Voss because he hasn't heard from him. Yeah, and Obi Wan's giving him nothing because he's not a too much attachment. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was strange that he snapped at him so quick about maybe you're getting too attached to Voss. Yeah, especially with the way him and Anakin always pal around. Right, and I guess it was probably just the stress of. You know, how can I get this guy to get off my nuts about this? Because I can't tell him anything, and, you know, it's upsetting enough to me that we've lost him and I can't find him. Yeah. So it's probably a snap, snapping out of frustration and not really... Yeah, and it's got me wondering if maybe he's seeing the error of his ways by how close and how protective he is of Anakin. Oh, maybe. Because, you know, there's got to be people talking about it because he is. He's over, over, over protective of Anakin. Yeah. Maybe the other Jedi do talk about it, and maybe, you know, Yoda told him he had to be overprotective and had to watch him. Because, you know, Yoda was real worried about Anakin with his age. Yeah. They get into the council chamber, and they're having a discussion with the council. And, um, Plo throws out that... Perhaps Ventress discovered his identity and killed him for deceiving her. That's not a bad Plo, I don't think. No, that was pretty good. They're speculating about why they haven't heard from Voss, and Obi-Wan knocks that right out of the air and says, if that had been the case, Ventress would have made sure the word of her displeasure with the council reached us, and... Good point. She would have definitely waved that in their face if she had killed him. Like an elephant dick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who is it? Coyote Monday says, Ventress is a known Sith. Uh, Kenobi says, former Sith. And then here we go. This is what I meant about the familiar. Mace is here, and guess what? He's acting like a fucking dick again. Oh, yeah. He's back to being a dick. Did he ever stop? Well, no, but... Yeah, well, he throws out the possibility that, uh, asks if anyone's capable of being a former Sith, and then throws out the possibility that she's tricked Voss into going down the dark path, and they might have a rogue Jedi in their hands, which, I mean, that's pretty much what's happened. Pretty much, yeah. But he's still a dick. Right. And it's like, hey, motherfucker, this was your idea. No shit. Then uh, Obi-Wan says it's possible, but he doesn't think Voss is so weak-willed that he'd forsake everything he'd known his entire life, and he was raised in the temple. And Yoda says, you know, or that's true, but what's forbidden holds a powerful allure. And Obi-Wan says, I don't like the idea of speculating when we don't know all the facts. And here again, Mace being a dick says, we don't know if he's still alive. Right. I mean, he's a dick, but I think the last sentence in this little section here, I think, kind of shed some light on why he's, like, so upset, like, so agitated by this. Yeah. Is that uh, Obi-Wan's like, well, it could be part of the plan for him to be to be silent, to, to have broken contact. Yeah. And Mace is like, it could be, or it could be that he's dead. The point is we don't know, and we should. We should. So yeah. it's like... They, they can't sense what's happening, and that's disturbing to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that, but it's his fucking plan, and now all of a sudden... Right. He's acting like, which one of you fucking idiots said this shit? <laughs> and it's like, this falls on your fucking head, asshole. This is like uh, corporate life. Yeah. Fucking upper, oh, man- upper management makes a decision, and then it doesn't work out, and then they look to everybody else like, hey, which one of you fuckers 
came up with this idea. Yeah. But while I am repeatedly saying that Mace is a dick, that's a real good scene right there. That was a good scene. Yeah. I, li- I liked it. I liked and, the interaction between all the masters. Mm-hmm. It, it, that feels like straight out of the movie. Yeah. Out of one of the movies. Mm-hmm. Because you can see, you know, it bouncing between all of them as they're all trying to give their point of view and shit. And again, anything with Obi-Wan, I'm happy with that. Yeah, the dialogue in this book is really good, which I think speaks to the fact that these came from screenplays. Scripts. Yeah. I can get down with that. Not that Christy Golden couldn't have done it, but yeah. you know, I think coming from Filoni and the other people who actually wrote the series, I think they really have yeah. the, the voice of these characters down. Totally. It feels... there's There's only been like one or two moments reading this so far where it didn't feel spot on. So yeah, it's, it's got to be coming from Filoni and whatnot. After the meeting at the Jedi Council, or with the Jedi Council, we cut back to Ventress and we find out she does have somebody that she feels she can reach out to. Yeah, she's hanging out in the cantina on Mos Eisley, in Mos Eisley. As soon as I read Ventress stood for a moment in the doorway of the Mos Eisley cantina, I was like, oh shit, I know who she's going for. Yeah. Because I was, when I read this, I was still like, She's got nobody. As we found out last week, she actually did have quite a few options. But I was like, she has nobody. Who the fuck is she going to turn to? Because as I said, everybody she's worked with, she's either betrayed, fucked over, or they fucked her over, or some bad shit has gone down. And we've seen one of the crews that she'd worked with, and bad shit went down, but she doesn't seem to care. Because who does she go to see? Boba Fett. Oh, shit, son! And, uh, yeah, she goes into the most Eisley can- Cantina. Bosk is there. The other chick, Lats Razzy. She makes her way up there, up to, uh, Boba, and basically tells him, I need your help, and I'll pay you whatever I can to get it. This is a nice scene, too, between them, where Boba Fett's trying to assert his... Dominance? Yeah, or, like, I'm not working with you. You need my help now, but there's no way I'm helping you after after how you fucked me over. It's not until she throws out, like, a ridiculous amount of money she's willing to pay them, and that the other two, Bosk and Lats Razzies, are, like, all over this because it's so much yeah. money. And, and even then, he's like, I'm still not doing it, so I want my cut of whatever you two bring in, but I'm not going. And it's not until Asajj tells him, like, it's no deal unless you're involved. Yeah, she wants the whole team. She wants team. the Bosk whole Lats, team. Yeah. Lats, yeah, Bosk, Lats. Yeah, High Singer. Who's uh, High Singer? Uh, I don't remember. I think is that the is that the droid is that a droid? But she wants him and Embo and I don't think Embo he's he's fucking cool. Yeah, I like Embo. He's fucking badass. Yeah, that thing in the Lost episodes where he's skiing down or uh, snowboarding down the mountain on his helmet. Yeah. For the most part, those episodes didn't really do much for me. No, but that right there was fucking cool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, those episodes were kind of boring, except for where Anakin loses his shit and almost kills somebody. Oh, yeah. Out of jealousy. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. But just those two moments don't save the arc. No, the story was pretty boring in and of itself. If you ask me, the weakest part of the Clone Wars is in there, but at the same time, one of the strongest arcs of the Clone Wars is in there. Mm-hmm. With the Yoda arc, because that's fucking golden. But anywho, we don't need to get into that right now. She tells him, yeah, I want the whole team. Boss, Glatz, Highsinger, Embo, and Boba Fett. Boba looks at her and fucking tells her, what's the job? Uh, he tells her it's a rescue mission to Sereno. So, right, and he knows, he can sense that she's not telling him everything. 
Yeah. She, she's leave she's leaving out a pretty big detail. <laughs> totally, but Sereno, they were on Raxus for the party, weren't they? Yeah. But Sereno so is Sereno is where uh Dooku's that's Dooku's home planet, yeah. Yeah, that's where his uh fortress is or whatever his so estate. She's just assuming that they went to Sereno and they didn't stay on Raxus? Um well, I don't know. They don't really they don't they don't really show it, but I mean, she may have found out that they took him there. I mean, that's where he would have taken her, I guess. I mean, taken him. I mean, maybe. Because I figured stay at the heart of the Confederacy and just do it there. Mm. Yeah, but does he have the facilities there? I don't know. Like all the... like all of his torture droids and shit? Does he have a, uh, a dungeon that he could throw them in? I don't know, but... Without raising suspicions or having anybody find out what he's doing? It just weird to make that leap with no, no. explanation. No, I mean, probably there was... What they don't show you is her figuring out... Even if you'd have just shown Dooku going to Sereno, it would have been all right. Because yeah. then you could be like, oh, okay, she figured it out. It just seems like a bit of a leap to me. Yeah, I think they just didn't show it. I wish they would have. Um. <laughs> but let's see... Boba asks her if she knows the layout of where they're going, all the weak spots, and she says, as if I lived there. And he tells her it can't be that easy. He's trying to call into question what's happening, and she plays on his ego and says, any experienced bounty hunter knows that there's always variables, which kind of pisses him off, and he tells her, basically, fuck you, we get paid up front or no deal, transfer it today. Yeah, so they take the job, and he tell, he sends the other two lackeys off to get the other the rest of the crew ready. Yeah. And uh, at, at one point, uh, he actually pulls his gun on Asajj and, su- and surprises her because she wasn't expecting him to, uh, to do that. Um, yeah. And he tells her, like, in no uncertain terms, like, I'm not the little kid that you fucked over on that last mission or that last job. Uh-huh. If you fuck me again, I will kill you. Well, not just that. He tells her, I know you're going to betray us at some point. Right. They don't see it basically because they're blinded by the credits. But I see it. I know it. They don't. Fuck me over. I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Which that leads to my last note on this chapter, which was, holy shit, fucking bouncing baby Boba's balls finally dropped far, didn't they? Yeah, I like that, that they um, show him this much more mature and savvy not yeah. not as not as green as the last time we saw him in the show which i've got a question for you based on this book and the last time we saw him do you think at any point we're ever gonna fill in his story and see what the fuck happened exactly um maybe probably not probably okay. not probably do not because you... i don't i don't know that there's that much to tell i don't i don't know that there's well, i mean come on a, a few bounty hunter jobs with him that would be pretty fucking cool Oh yeah, I'm not saying I wouldn't like to see it. I'm I'm just saying I well, don't know. Well, that's what I was going to say. My yeah. next question is, do you want to see it? Oh, fuck yeah. I'd watch that shit. Cuz okay, maybe there's not a lot there to tell, but th- I think there is a story there for sure that's worth telling, not just, "Oh yeah, I want to see it." But I think there's a story there that's worth telling because for some reason he's the leader of these guys. He was the last time we saw him too, mm-hmm. but he was still just a meek little kid. Yeah, they were just following him based on name recognition, really. Exactly. At this point, he seems like he's really in charge. Not just, you know, he's Boba Fett, he's in charge. He seems like he's got these fuckers under his thumb. Mm -hmm. I think there's a story to tell there where maybe a new member comes in like Ventress, tries to fuck him over, and he asserts himself. Could be. He doesn't just get jammed into a crate like he did before. Yeah, certainly there's lots of story to fill in after this oh no shit 
Because I still want to know how he gets Slave 1 back. Yeah, how does he get Slave 1? How does he get that Mando armor? You know. I really want to know if they're going to do a Boba Fett movie. Oh, I, I think they are. I think they will. I think they've already said they are, aren't they? Wasn't that Lucas one of Film the... Lucasfilm hasn't said. Oh, Lucas is that... Lucasfilm hasn't okay. said. People... Everybody keeps saying, oh, yeah, it's confirmed. Oh, yeah, it's confirmed. It's not confirmed. Right, but I'll bet you they will. I wonder if they'd bring Daniel Logan in to do it, too. They, I, I bet they won't, but they should. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's played fucking Boba how many fucking times? A bunch of times. I mean, he's voiced him several times. That's what I mean. He played him in episode two, and then he's voiced him. Him and D. Bradley Baker, you know, basically voiced him, because I think in some of those clones and shit, they blended their voices. Mm. Oh, okay. So, some yeah. of the some of the the child clones. Yeah. So he's like played versions of him too. So it would make sense. Yeah. To just bring him in. Oh, they should. I mean, I wish they would. I think they should. You know what would be? Well, of course it would be. I don't know that he'd be old enough yet. Well, maybe he would be because I guess he's. I was gonna he's say he's got to be nearing twenty. Oh, he's in his twenties. I'm sure. Yeah, I was gonna say he's got to be near twenty. Oh yeah, he's definitely. He's well over twenty. Okay. So I was I was going to say uh, to have him because they're casting Lando for the young Han Solo movie. Yeah. What if they what if they threw a Boba Fett in there? Not as not as like a main villain or a main uh, antagonist. Uh, Just but, as a cameo. Uh, yeah. I think it would work, but I sort of fall in line with what Jason says on Rebel Force Radio. I don't think you necessarily have to have Han and Boba Fett tied together. No, I don't think so either, I, but. I think Han could know Boba Fett just based on legendary bounty hunter with an iconic name, Boba Fett, you know? Yeah. I don't think you need to have them tied together all the time. But it would. It would be cool to just throw them in there for a cameo, a quick cameo. Mm. But I would rather Boba Fett got his own solo movie and, you know, deal with him that way. Oh, me too. And I don't, you know, I don't, I don't buy all the shit of Boba Fett and Han Solo have this long history together and stuff. I don't buy that either. I just... I, I mean, thought it's a cool that... idea, but I don't think it's necessary. No. What I would love to see is a Boba Fett movie where he's got to fight Hondo or whoever has Slave 1 and get it back. Yeah. Because I would love to see Hondo on the big screen. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I like that character, too. Oh, yeah. And it it would only work if they got Jim Cummings to do it. Yeah, at least do the dub. At least dub the voice. Yeah, or just fucking throw him on screen and slap some Weequay makeup on him. Yeah. But anywho, let's get back on track. Yeah. Anyway, that was the end of end of chapter two twenty two was uh was the end of that Boba Fett deal. Yeah, and chapter twenty three, all this is is a in the paperback version is a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine Yeah, a nine page mind fuck. We don't cut away to Ventress, we don't cut away to anything else. It's just Dooku posturing and fucking with Voss's head the entire time. Yeah, it's just a single scene in one location with just those two, two characters interacting. Yep. And it's real strong. <laughs> Holy the fuck is it strong? Cuz it 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 starts with Dooku once again torturing uh Voss. Yeah, it starts off with him being tortured again and it's really fucked up cuz they do something in here that I'd never considered in but I mean in in this world it would be possible it would be Every time this this droid like cuts him, slices into his skin to torture oh, yeah. him, he immediately like heals him back up so that he can do it again. Yeah, isn't that fucked up? I know. I know. I I finished this chapter just before we started recording, and it was. It's like that is fucked up. 
Just mm-hmm. fucking cut him, fix him, cut him again, fix him, cut him again, fix him, cut him again, fix him. That would fuck you up. Mm-hmm. More than just cutting you, throwing salt in the wound or something like that. To feel the pain in the same spot over and over and over again would fuck you up. Yeah, and then they, they also reveal in this uh, chapter that this whole time he's been held up by his wrists, like with those like electrical binder things that like the thing that uh, he had Obi-Wan hooked up with uh, in episode two when he was prisoner. Yeah. He was like suspended above the ground on these uh, with these shackles. By a blue light. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been hanging by it's his some... wrist this whole time. Yeah. And they just shut that off and let him fucking fall to the ground. And his muscles are so weak from being in the same position. He hasn't been able to walk, move, anything. And he's so weak he can't even fucking stop himself from slamming into the ground. Because, again, they haven't been feeding him much. They haven't been fucking giving him water and shit. They've just strung him up and been torturing him. Yeah, they've been force-feeding him this paste or some shit to, like, just to keep him alive. Yeah. So, Dooku has him picked up and they start to carry him away and he passes out again because, again, he's just so fucking weak. And he wakes up when he's tossed to the ground in front of Dooku, who's got a fucking buffet set up in front of him with all kinds of roasted meats and pastries and fruit, all kinds of shit, and it makes him his mouth water and his stomach's growling. Again, psychological torture this time, but still, more fucking torture from Dooku, who's just posturing like a bitch fucking with this dude's head. And then, you know, there's some more verbal jousting between the two, and, uh... Dooku tells him about finding his life of privilege after leaving the Jedi because Dooku comes from a long, powerful family. Right. He even talks about that. He's says he was he was like Foss and like all the other Jedi. He was taken from his family at birth. It yeah. wasn't until he was older and he realized that like he came from this powerful family and all of this should be his. And the the Jedi themselves were intimidated by his his family's power and all this shit like you know all this bullshit that he's made up in his own mind yeah and that's one of the reasons why he left the left the order so that he could reclaim his legacy yeah and he's fucking throwing this at Voss, and Voss basically throws it back at him and says you got your legacy back and what did you do with it you didn't help anybody you just tried to spread more evil and then uh, we get a huge revelation from Dooku to Voss, because uh, Voss yells at him about killing Master Tholm. This is something we've been waiting for, because we knew this was yes, going to happen. Yes, been building and building, and Ventress has been worried about it, and he basically shows him a hollow vid of the battle, because apparently Dooku likes to record all of the battles and then go back over them later. So he has a droid bring in the hollow projector and plays this for Voss, showing Ventress actually killing Tholm. Mm-hmm. And he even freezes it. Yeah, right, with, right, right as she's gutting him. Yeah, just to fuck with Voss even goddamn more. Mm-hmm. Naturally, this like starts Voss's head just spinning. Like, if she lied about that, then it throws into question everything. Maybe she is yeah. just trying to control him and use him as a tool to get what she wants. Maybe this love thing really isn't true. She's just lying about that, too. Mm-hmm. But then he comes to the realization, which I don't remember seeing. I don't remember this earlier in the book, but I'm sure it was there. He remembers something about Dooku falsifying recordings. Oh, it was, in, it was from that, um, that Ahsoka arc, I think. Was it? I believe so. I don't remember. 
remember. Are, do you mean when they took the audio out of that thing and it looked like she was killing that dude? Yeah, I think maybe so. Something like that. Maybe. I don't remember, though. But yeah, he tells him, you erased yourself and put Ventress in your place. It's easy to do, and you've tried to fool the Jedi with this trick before. But yeah, I was wondering about that, because I don't remember Yeah, that. I think it was in the show. I think it was in the in, in an episode of The Clone Wars. Now he's got an ace in the hole, though. He he knew that Voss, <laughs> Voss, <laughs> that Voss wasn't going to believe this hollow vid, um, yeah. but he's still when, he's still trying to, to, to get him to join... The cause. Yeah, so that's when he's like, you know, I, I didn't want to do this to you, but I'm going to give you proof that you can't deny that, that yeah. Ventress did this. And this is the part where it was like a twist that was like, what the f- Like, how did I not fucking see that this was what was going to happen? And it is so diabolical and so fucked up of, of, uh-huh. of Dooku. Yeah. And he's apparently got this big uh, case in this room that's uh, this big cabinet, and it's filled with all of his Jedi trophies that... Yeah, and it's a big, ornate, fucking fancy pants cabinet that he keeps shit in. Mm-hmm. His lightsaber pie safe. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Anytime Ventress or Grievous kills a Jedi and they bring him a trophy, they bring his uh, the lightsaber back. So Which he's got isn't this. Isn't that interesting? That right there. We knew that 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 Grievous was Grievous's kept... thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like he inherited that from Dooku. Mm-hmm. That's pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. So he opens this cabinet and you can see all these dozens and dozens of lightsabers and uh of course he has Voss's master's lightsaber from when Ventress killed him so the proof is that he's going to make Voss touch this lightsaber because uh surprise Dooku has studied all the Jedi and he knows that Voss's skill is that psychometry yeah so he's trying to get him to touch this lightsaber so that he can see and feel everything that happened to his master that day and that right there brings back to Voss's mind what the conversation he had with Ventress about being there for the battle. Right, she wasn't there, but Dooku was, and he Dooku even he even kept it, yeah. yeah he even kept his lightsaber as a trophy. Yeah, and that's starting to really really piss him off. And Vosk tries to look away, and Dooku forces a droid to make him look so he can see it. Then he has his hands freed, and then he tells Vosk, "I'm certain you'll want to determine the truth in a way that's impossible for you to, to ugh, for you to deny." And he tells him, isn't it true that in addition to seeing and hearing things regarding the object you touch, you'll be able to experience what it, its owner felt? Mm-hmm. And then fucking Voss just explodes and, like, rushes Dooku and starts to strangle him. He caught him, yeah. com- caught him completely off guard and starts strangling him. But it doesn't last long. He's way too weak. And so Dooku just fucking fries him with some force lightning. And Voss fucking hits the deck and Dooku tells him to take him back to the cell but don't restrain him and take the weapon the lightsaber with him. Yeah, so he's going to lock him in a cell with this lightsaber and just wait. Just wait for him to not be able to not touch this fucking thing any any longer. Yeah, and Voss tells him you can't make me touch it. And Dooku's like yeah, I know, but you will. Eventually. Yeah. Which, like you said, that is so fucking diabolical. That is so fucking horrendously villainous. Mm-hmm. And it fits so perfectly. Oh, so good. And once again, I don't think we've said it this episode, but we've got to. Holy shit, how fucking awesome would that have been to see on a screen, man? Yeah, I think we've only ever said that about action sequences, but yeah. uh, fuck, I think this is the first one where it was just, I would have Quiet loved time. to seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because by this point, the animation would have been so fucking good. You could have seen 
those little minute details in the faces and shit. Watch Dooku. Yeah, the expressions on, of on those models started to get really, really good towards yeah. the end. It, it, yeah, each season it got better. So to see, you could watch Dooku just fucking revel in fucking with Voss like this. Mm-hmm. And to see the pain in Voss's face, it's so fucking deliciously evil. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the end of chapter 23. Yep. And it's so fucking good, man. So where do you see it going from here? Obviously, he's going to have to touch it at some point. Yeah, fucking I don't know, dude. Yeah, he, he's going to probably touch it. Well, I mean, unless they break <laughs> unless unless they break him out before that happens and then maybe uh maybe then he eventually has to confront Ventress with that face to face and get her to confess, you know. You know, maybe he does hold out and do- and doesn't doesn't read that thing before cuz there's, you know, there's going to be two teams of people coming to break him out, I think. Oh, you think the Jedi are going to make a trip? I think they might. But they don't know where he's at. They don't yet, but they're going to find out is what you're saying. Possibly. I mean, I don't know that. I haven't read ahead or anything. Yeah. I'm just saying. Um, no, yeah, yeah, I know. It's speculation. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we know that fucking Ventress is making her way with a band of bounty hunters. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the Jedi, but that would be interesting to see if they do. Because then we've got a lot of book left, and that would leave Voss with a choice, you know? He would have to choose to go with Ventress, who... He, as you said, he's either going to confront her and find out if she lied, or he's going to feel he's going to grab that lightsaber and find out if she lied. Mm-hmm. And based on the spoilers I know about this book, which I'm not going to spoil for anybody else, we'll find out in time. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens. Yeah. Once again, planting a lot of seeds that I can't wait to fucking read how they pay off. Yeah, at this point, I have no idea. Like, this is where I thought the book would end. Like, I thought that fight, you know, that would have been... That, That to me, was what I expected to be the, the climax of the book, was was them actually fighting Dooku. Now that... Yeah. Now that they fought him once and lost, and now he's a prisoner, and she's trying to come rescue him, and, and there's, like, still over a fourth of the book left. Yeah. You know, like, what the fuck? I don't know where it's going to go it's after like, this. like, where do you go from here? God damn. Yeah, I have, I have no idea what's going to happen next. I'm right there with you, but holy fuck, I can't wait. Yep, it's definitely, mm-hmm. So, anything else to say, speculate about, or you want to talk about about these two chapters? Mm, no, I don't think so. All right, then let's get to our thank yous. Okay. Uh, once again, thanks to Jay Sarge for our intro music. It's always brilliant. Thanks to at Sherry says for our logo. Oh, Jeff knows nothing. That's Jay Sarge's podcast. Listen to it. At Sherry says thanks to her for doing our logo. For the help with the intro to this, the two other voices you hear other than my own, at TESD Groupie and at Batcat37, thanks to them. Listen to us on iTunes, nerdblitz.com. We're on Stitcher, Google Play. You can find us on the High Altitude Podcast Network. Go to highaltpod.net. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at the Scooby Doom. He's at Fitzman73. Uh, the podcast, you follow it on Twitter for all the updates on all of our YouTube stuff, which be sure to find our shit on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com and search uh, Nerd Blitz. We've got swear reels. We've got a lot of the episodes. We've got joke corner comp- compilations and all kinds of other shit. Follow at NerdBlitzPod. 
and my stuff can all be found at TSDJA Productions. That's it for, what, episode 11 of the Nerd Blitz Book Club. Come back next time when we read more of Star Wars Dark Disciple by Christy Golden. Bookmark it. This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.